The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. Get up close and personal with some of your favorite male porn stars on One on One with Poppy Chulo. Created by Poppy Chulo, One on One showcases exclusive interviews with the adult industry's most popular male performers. Here's your host, Poppy Chulo. Welcome to One on One with Poppy Chulo. Today is Wednesday, May 20th, 2015. Listeners, please welcome back multiple award-winning fan favorite, adult industry veteran performer, director, and entrepreneur, Mr. Marcus. Welcome back, man. Yeah, what up? Hey, man. Uh, part number three. Here we go. Yeah, man. So, listeners, if you haven't listened to any of the previous installments, I mean, definitely download part one because you're going to get all of the rich, you know, history of Mr. Marcus, you know, how he got into the game. Part two, we delved into a lot of the serious issues in the industry as well as uh, the incident that occurred a couple of summers ago that, uh, you know, Mr. Marcus really broke it down for us and, uh, you know, we went into, you know, we went into it in, in detail, so definitely check it out. You can download the previous installments via poppychuloradio.com forward slash archives. But here we are at the end, man, and uh, you know we've I've got a bunch of really great questions for you uh, about you know what's next. And uh, I know I teased in uh, part two the big question, and uh, you know I'm not gonna ask the big question right now i do want to start off the interview though talking about something that we've lightly touched on in the first two installments which is romance and relationships you filled uh, us in myself and the listeners in uh, that you're right now going through a divorce so my question (laughs) for you just generally speaking is uh how has uh the industry affected you and your relationships? Um, I don't know. It's funny because I think the relationships, um, I think, I think everybody, I think we can have, I think relationships can be challenging no matter what you do for a living. Um, because it really comes down to how you treat that other person. So my relationships with women, he varies. You know, it, it, you know, if porn was a big deal to them, then chances are it, it affected that relationship. If it wasn't a really big deal to them, if they were even involved in the industry, it still was a big deal to them. <laughs> so, it, so there is no, I don't, like, I, I used to think, oh, yeah, I got I found a perfect wife. You know, she's not in the industry. And, you know, and true to her, and true to our relationship, to be true to our our relationship with each other, it was it, it was kind of unaffected because I would work and make my money 
And then I had this imaginary line that I used to cross when I would drive home, you know? And I would cross that line and I would instantly be back to husband, father, you know, provider mm-hmm. mode. So I try not to let it affect it. I try not to, but it can only it can only do so much, especially the more that you do, the more it's put out there with outside forces, there's friends, there's family members, you know, it, it becomes a much bigger issue when the other people are involved. How difficult was it to separate Mr. Marcus, the performer, versus Mr. Marcus, you know, the the man uh, at home? Well, you know, because I think my, ki- my kids had a way of, like, kind of, they don't give a fuck about Mr. Marcus. They don't even know who, he, who the hell he is and what he's done. You know, that's the way I looked at it was like just love my kids so when i came home and i did or you know my my wife my wife you know even though we're getting divorced we're still great you know we're it could have went really bad because there's a moment in there where you're really bitter and you're really angry and you feel betrayed and so you really want to lash out and most men and women can will probably agree when, when you get divorced it's kind of like you know it's it hurts but you know, but it, but I think 20 years is a long time because I was with her as long as I was in the industry. So 20 years, it's not something to, to like blink at. It, there's some substance there. There's something of value there, whether we're married or not. And uh, and I found that, that that's probably what her being in my life, she made this rule. She was like, you can't work on the weekend. So I would shut down. I would work Monday through Friday. And on Saturday and Sunday, I would be home with the kids. That was from birth, you know what I mean? So when she had to go back to work, that was something that was instilled, something we agreed to early on. So that helped, kept me, that kept me grounded. Um, and I think, I think I'm more of that, I'm more of a family-driven person anyway. I think being Mr. Marcus is just part of my nature. I think it's part of a lot of men's nature. Men's, <laughs> a, lot, a lot of men probably feel the same way you know they can be married and have stability at home but then there's a maybe a wild hair up their ass and maybe they want to be a little freaky and go to strip club you know be with someone else but depends on the man depends on you know depends on where he's at in his life and what really matters to him at the time that they were happening did uh, your wife know about the various relationships that you had off camera with the porn girls that you were doing scenes with um i mean let's you know i'll be honest i wasn't as promiscuous as as we as we, as we can make it sound I'm, i wasn't i'm just not um but you know i was outside the marriage and so that probably never was something that maybe i thought oh yeah no one's ever gonna know but you gotta understand it you know it, who gives a fuck when everything that you're doing is videotaped, photographed, and on the internet? I mean, it, it, what what's the difference between one and fifty? You know, there isn't, especially if you're married. So, if I kept it a secret, I thought I was keeping it a secret. I was probably fooling myself. I appreciate the answer, man. Uh, I really appreciate the honesty and the candor. No problem. You mentioned that uh, your kids don't know who Mr. Marcus is. I'm sure that 
this has come into your mind. You've probably had this conversation in your head multiple times already, but uh, <clears throat> at some point, you may have to break it down and have the conversation of this is what I did. Is that something that you've already thought of and, you know, it's something that you're prepared to do? Uh, of course. Of course, I thought about it. I think about it. Especially with my youngest. I tried having a talk with my oldest, and my oldest was kind of like, eh, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> so, I don't know. You know, I think I think that goes back to, like, you know, the ones you love. You, you kind of, you got to look past their flaws. You know, you got to look past their mistakes or whatever, whatever they've done that may be, you know, n not non-agreeable. Now, you know, you can't, you can't bring it up and hold it against them forever. You know what I mean? And I think maybe that's, you know, with my kids, they traveled, you know, their, their mom was always in their life. I was always in their life. So there wasn't, I didn't, we didn't nurture any harsh feelings or, or, um, you know, bitter feelings. We didn't, you know, we deal with those things pretty quick. So I was worried about that. But they, I don't know, if my oldest has any inclination or it gives me any idea how my youngest is going to act, then hopefully by the time she gets of age and we have that discussion, she'll be the same way. Like, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I have my views of you. I know who you are, and I'm going to leave it at that, you know. <laughs> so I'm hoping. I don't know. Maybe I'm fooling myself again. I love my kids, man. You know, it's not something I dwell on because life is life, man. Yeah. We deal with a lot of things. We deal with a lot of things in this world that, you know, that kids, some have had to grow up faster than others. But I think the main thing, as long as you love them and you do your best to protect them, then, you know, whatever that entails, then that's the story of your life. And if they can, if they can respect and appreciate that, then you're gonna, you'll be all right. And I think me and my kids will be all right. I believe that. Moving away from relationships, I want to ask a uh, question about the industry as a whole, especially for those that might be tuning in that are fans of Mr. Marcus and that, you know, they would love to be a part of this industry that you've been a part of for the greater part of uh, two decades. So for the fans out there that might be interested in working in the adult industry, in your opinion, what does it take emotionally, physically, mentally, spiritually, and financially to make it in porn? Um, I think, you know, I don't know. I'm still paying. Well, maybe, I don't know. Part of me feels like I paid the price. And I could probably speak on things that other people can't speak on. I think you gotta, I think you have to really know your. I, I can't. I can say know yourself, but I've I've had to. I discovered a lot of things about myself by working in this industry. Um, you know, I've been reading a lot, looking at more of the art, more theater, more music, more of an expressionist, more as, a, as an artist, and I, and I think I've always thought like that. So, you know, there's a lot of ways to approach this. You know what I mean? If you want to make money, then then be prepared to do some things just for the money. If you wanted to be, if you're trying to express yourself or an artistic or you really appreciate this industry, well, then don't limit yourself to just the money. There's there's a wide range of things that can be accomplished and that need to be accomplished within this industry. There needs to be more 
diversity in the people that speak out about this industry or speak about this industry, and especially coming from a place of experience. You know, I always felt like I was in the new generation of uh, porn stars, um, meaning, you know, Rod Jeremy and Nina Hartley are all iconic figures in our industry because they've been around for decades. And But that, 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 that knowledge that they've obtained over the years is valuable. And you're not going to get it from somebody who's been in the industry for two years or even three years or even five years. But someone who's been in it decades, I think that they can impart a lot of wisdom. So if I, if, you know, if I had to tell someone what it's going to take, I'd say, you know, try to think of it, of sticking around for the long haul. Play the long game, you know. Don't limit yourself. Develop. If there, there's many forms and ways to express yourself in this industry. So, you know, it's not, it doesn't have to be just about the sex. And you've certainly branched out earlier in, in an earlier installment. Uh, I believe it was part one we discussed that you launched products, you know, in your name. There are sex toys, not just dildos, but uh, actual products that bear the Mr. Marcus name on it. So you've definitely taken advantage of, uh, you know, the name that you created in the industry. Right, right. I mean, I would observe other performers and how they did things and I would also study the businesses and how they marketed their products mm -hmm. and then I and then I and then I would look at it from my perspective and my contribution to all of that and then from there I developed ideas and then I found ways to make those ideas possible and then we'd act and then and then we created those products you know you got around the people you always you have to connect with the people who can, can help your dream come true or facilitate your dreams or feed your dreams and I think I kind of found those people just in conversation or just through observing but that's something that anybody can do you just gotta take the time to listen let's talk about uh, one of the business ventures that you've involved yourself in daddy Inc how did that product line come about Truthfully, I, and this is, you know, it's weird. The weird fluke was, I don't know if it's weird, but it was a blessing, put it that way. I was praying. I'm a, you know, I, I pray daily. And I think, I, I believe in a higher power. I believe that besides my own will, there's God's will. And, and if they work together, amazing things happen. <laughs> so um, I was driving and I was just kind of, I was like really at a place where I was like, what do I, I always, I've always come up with names. For companies, my I had one company called Fiction Films, I had another company called M Sex, you know Marcus Sex, and then Fiction Films was the idea that you know we're making all this stuff up um, as we go, right? So, but Daddy Inc was like something that came out of Anabolic, Playboy, Hustler, and those three kind of had me think, well, what would I, what would I call my company? I wanted to build it to that stature and it made sense that he made sense I saw it on billboards I heard it in songs I saw it in magazines and then when I researched I realized that no one really had capitalized or marketed the word daddy and I figured this was a, an opportunity to do that so daddy Inc. was born out of just you know looking for something creative to get behind but also trying to come up with something that I knew can make a difference.
that would stand out, would separate, my, would separate me from everybody else. Very cool, man. And certainly you have. I mean, I believe you might have been one of the first, at least male performers of color in the industry, to start releasing, uh, like, clothing with the brand uh, imagery on it. Yeah, you know, I, I'm glad. Thanks for putting it like that, because I hadn't really thought about it. All, all I could think of was, you know, Anabolica did it. So I could do it, too. You know, I was just coming up with something that I wanted to see. You know, and another thing, too, is people would, would send me their clothing and stuff to wear. And I would take so many pictures. And I just thought of it. This is a good opportunity to market my own product, to, to, to sell my own goods, you know, to be in business for myself. And that's what that and that. And I wanted something that when I took these pictures, you know, people would see me, but then they'd see what I was wearing and say, you know, I want one. And I would get a lot of and I, I sold a lot of material that way, too, because people would see it. And the pictures, because the pictures that I took, people would share with other people, and then they'd start to ask, you know, that's Mr. Marcus? Oh, Daddy Ink? Wow, that's impressive. I won't want to, you know? I, I hope they would think like that. I mean, I, I'd sold out on everything I had, so I guess it must have worked. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. <laughs> yeah. Something that I think is very impressive that happened to you is uh, you were memorialized in song. There aren't that many porn performers out there, male, female, black, white, whatever, that have an actual song named after them. And you right. have a song named after you based out of this ATL group. Uh, they're called The Joker Featuring Nation with the track Mr. Marcus. Yeah. How did you learn about out. this? And, uh, you know, what was it like finding out that uh, someone was trying to memorialize you in song? Well, I discovered the song on Twitter, I think it was. And I was doing, like, a name search and shit just to see what kind of discussions were going on. And then I heard the song, and then it was like, Marcus, Marcus, and I was just like, oh, man, that's kind of cool. So I sent the guy a text. And then he responded like, yo, you know, we're doing, um, we're going to be promoting it. Once you come down to, I think it was Atlanta, come down to Atlanta and we're going to, you know, go do a radio. And I was just like, no problem. And uh, I went down and I supported it. You know, we went to a club that night and we party, was walking around with t-shirts. If you heard of Mr. Market, it was, it was surreal to say the least, surreal. Because, you know, there's a lot of young brothers and they were, I, I didn't want to fuck nothing up. All I wanted to do was make sure that, you know, people heard it and acknowledged it and mm -hmm. they liked it, support it, you know, so. But uh, I was blown away. I was, I was kind of like, and he wasn't the only one. I've, I've been mentioning a few songs, so it was kind of like, that was nice, you know. It made me feel like, you know, if I ever become a rapper, I got to return the favor. There you go. <laughs> Mr. Marcus, the rapper. Yeah, it's possible. I believe it, man. So let me ask the big question. This is a question uh, that I teased at the end of part two, and I'm sure a lot of your hardcore fans and supporters out there are curious to know, especially after everything that's happened to you. Is Mr. Marcus going to have a comeback? Will there be, in the future, in the near future, 
adult productions that feature Mr. Marcus as a performer or at least as a director? Of course. Of course. I, I mean, I never, I mean, I could, I could perform anytime, you know? I'm still very sexually, um, uh, I'm still very sexually, I want to say active, because that's cliche, but I'm very sexually, um, I'm a very sexual participant, I'm a sexual participant <laughs> in situations, I have been, that hasn't changed, um, and I think, I think, and I, you know, and I ain't gonna lie, part of me wanted to be, I wanted to be in better shape than I was before everything happened. I really wanted to just, I wanted to, when I, when I come, it's going to be like, um, you know, I wanted to be in my best shape, my best mindset and, and one of the best places I could be. And so I could deal with any kind of criticism, any kind of backlash that may come. Haters going to hate, you know, he's going to, that's, that's just what they're going to do. But I want to be so sure about what I'm doing and who I am and solid, in my actions that any doubt that exists doesn't come from me at all. And, and that, and I think, and I think the break was well needed. I mean, I, I it's, it's just, it's, it clears your head. You know, you'd be upset and you're dealing with all these girls and these directors and, you know, you're dealing with the moral issues and financial issues and business issues. And it's all, it's all great. It's sweet, you know, but, it's, and it has this moment where it kind of claws up your head and you start thinking that the rest of the world's like that. When it's not, you know, you have to, like, kind of balance some stuff out. And I think that's what happened with me. I just got to kind of clean out the closet. I maybe lost some things in the process, but I didn't... But it ain't... But it never stopped me. It never broke me down. It just kind of made me probably a lot more resilient. It let me, it let me know what I can handle, you know, and which is a lot. So... I'm grateful for it, and I can't wait to, to come back to the industry in a way where I'm in I'm in control of my career, and and I'm and I'm confident in what I'm doing. So that's really what's up. Well, I'm sure a lot of your fans right now are breathing a huge sigh of relief and are very excited to <laughs> see some future Mr. Marcus production. So I know that their next question is, is there a timetable as to when you see yourself performing in front of the camera again? Do you see yourself returning within the next year or so, even sooner than that? I mean, there's things, you know, the performing part is, probably not as, ne as necessary as as the producing and directing and acting completely period without having to engage in any sexual I think now that if I perform that I really want to be the one that benefits from it you know financially and and I want to and I don't and, and I say that just because I know looking back like I shot a lot of scenes for people and for a lot of companies that you know, when I reached back out and said, yo, you know, I need to work, I need to keep working, they're like, um, no return phone calls, you know, no, yo, yo, you know, we can't wait, we want to shoot you again, or are you ready to work? We, you know, we got a great project ready for you. I never got none of those things, you know? And I reached out to a few people, and maybe I wasn't aggressive in the way I asked, because I'm not. 
you know, the way I got work before was most people would just contact me and say, hey, are you available in an hour? <laughs> you know, Did we, you know, so I'd show up and knock it out and have a great scene. And, you know, it, was, it wasn't as thought out. That's a, and that, I guess that's what the answer to your question is, you know, I haven't thought it out like that. I figured it's if it's going to happen, it's going to happen where I'm in control and it's going to work with and it's going to be with people that I want to work with and, and I'll be in a, and I'll be in a situation where I can and I don't want to say control, but I'll be able to I'll be able to at least have say in you know what's done and how we do it. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes, yeah. Yeah, man. Okay, well, let's talk about an avenue where you could potentially get your producing and directing on MrMarcus.com, your official website. Right now, it's been kind of dormant, in a sense, so is there at all a plan to revitalize the site and to potentially add original content to it? Yeah, the site is actually being rewired and reworked for a 2000 for an August 2015 relaunch. Um, we're going to shoot for July, but it looks like everything's going to be like ready to fire, you know, right before my birthday, right at the end of the summer, right when people need it the most. Yeah. And I'll be, I'll be able to bring in a lot of other elements that, um, that are more mainstream. So it's going to offer, it's going to offer a little more, well, it's going to offer a lot more than the average adult website because it's going to give you the opportunity to really see some of the mainstream stuff that I've been working on. And without, and it would be safe for work. What do they call that? Um, safe for work. Safe for work. S-F-S-F-W. <laughs> there you go. Right. Sounds good, so, yeah. man. What do you attribute your longevity to? You know, constantly just getting back up, being stubborn, being determined, you know, not taking no for an answer, saying yes to as many things as I can, which is not always a good thing. I'll just put that out there. Um, but just trying to be, you know, flexible and to stay creative, stay reading, stay hungry. You know, don't rest. Um, pretty much, you know, everything that they tell you in sports. <laughs> awesome, man. Moving away from questions about the industry, I have the set of questions that are designed to get to know Mr. Marcus even better. You know, get to know some of uh, your own quirks and whatnot. So we're going to start off this set of questions by asking, how often do you work out? Um, lately, at least three, four times a week if I'm good. But minimum, at least three times a week. I'll be there, I'll be in the gym tomorrow, and I'll probably be in the gym at least two more times for the end of the week. And I've been hiking like crazy, so, yes. And that's something that I've been doing since I was like 16 years old, so it's a habit. It's a good habit to have. To shave or not to shave, that is the question. And yes, I'm talking about down there as well as just general manscaping. 
Uh, I mean, if you're performing, you know, guys shades to make their dicks look bigger and, and to give the camera clear view of the penetration. But well, if I'm not shooting, not his hair, definitely. In your opinion, what part of your body is the sexiest and why? Um, that is a crazy question. <laughs> I It goes back and forth between my eyes and my smile. Does that count? Absolutely. There are no wrong answers. Right. How about I just like I think my my I think my whole entire persona is damn sexy. Bam. <laughs> so on the flip side, in your opinion, um, what part of your body do you like the least and why? Uh probably my feet. <laughs> my feet are, you know, Negro's feet. <laughs> you got some eagle talons? I got some bad but you know I get them taken care of like once a month so with like a jackhammer and look like this, like I've walked through some rocks and kicked them <laughs> and they kicked back yeah 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 they were stubborn they didn't move <laughs> and on the flip side of that in your opinion what part of the female body is the sexiest and why Honestly, uh, I, I, I love booty, but not every woman has it. Um, I like cleavage, but not every woman has it. Uh, more, more women have cleavage than they don't. It depends. I, I like, I'm, I don't know, I like breasts. I think breasts are, I like breasts. I like breasts and booty. Mm -hmm. And I love hair. And if the hair is like uh, an extension of who they are, like if they really know how to wear their hair, like if, if they manage, if they manage their hair and the hair doesn't manage them, then that's awesome. We've seen you play with fetishes in the various productions that you've been in, but in your personal life, do you get into any kinds of fetishes? Uh, no. I'm probably really square. These girls, she said I'm not freaky enough and shit. <laughs> if you're a porn star, but you're not, you're not freaky. I'm like, eh. I'm not. I really, I like sex in public places. I like sex in cars and bathrooms. I want to get blowjobs in elevators. I, I like, you know, I like girls' doggy style. I like when they're wearing their little skirt. Um, I like a girl gives head, but she doesn't have to do anything else. That nothing really is neat. I don't really need anything else extra. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty simple. I think I'm simple. Well, you do have a little bit of an exhibitionist streak, so you can consider that as a fetish. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely an exhibitionist. Definitely. <laughs> now, uh, just, you know, a question or two ago, you mentioned your love for the female ass, but your booty, your ass, has gotten a lot of attention, and your fans enjoy your booty, so... Something that I've noticed in your films is that you, uh, you know, have gotten your your ass licked, for lack of a better word, on camera. Is that something that you enjoy in your personal life, or was that just something that they asked for in the productions that you've been in? Yeah, that was just something. I don't know how to ask a girl to lick my ass, you know. And, 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 
I really don't. I've had girls in my bed, and I'm like, uh, you know. <laughs> I have maybe had, on one hand, I can count on me girls to say, let me lick your ass, you know. Um, so, yeah, it was strictly for production. It was strictly for the movies. You know, Anabolic, and that's why I did them all. You know, Anabolic, Chris, Christopher Roos, who owns Anabolic, he, I guess he knew we'd do it for the money. <laughs> yeah, I guess he knew, man. That's too funny. <laughs> but but he knew better than me the fetishes that people wanted to see. You know, people ask me about that shit all the time. Hey, I saw you getting your ass kicked, and I'm like, yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> That's too funny. <laughs> Let's go back in time, and I'm curious to ask, how and when did you lose your virginity? I was, um, oh, I think around 11 when I actually had penetration. Yep. And it was a neighbor's daughter. And she was always at our house. Or not always, she'd come like on the weekends and stuff like that. And um, one night she spent the night. And, you know, I parked her into going into the bathroom she pulled down her panties and bent over and the pussy used to be like this big pink light she was light skinned big pink and she had this bubble butt and it was just awesome I would get the hardest reaction and uh, she'd bend over on the sink and I would do it right there in the, in the, in the bathroom you know while, while my parents slept and that was pretty much how it all started for me I was like I had to have that was real penetration. After that, it was just like, I want to do it all the time. <laughs> there you go. All right, I'm just going to bust out and ask it because there's no other way to ask it. I know you've had sex with mainstream celebrities. I mean, I think it's obvious. I mean, there's no way Mr. Marcus hasn't. Now, I don't think you're going to drop a name, but maybe you can drop us a couple of hints as to maybe a, a big celebrity that you've had sex with, or maybe there was a celebrity that surprised you that you got the chance to have sex with them. Well, I'll be honest with you, and, and maybe it'll come to me later, but I always say that I haven't really fucked a mainstream actress. I flirted with, been hit on by a few but maybe I was too shy, but I never really like took it there. I, there was a few girls that really liked having me around, so they would call me all the time. And they showed an interest, but I would never really, you know, I was a porn star. I was getting pussy left and right. So I was, you know, I was just kind of like, I know who you are, I know you're famous and shit, but if it's gonna be a lot of work to get it, then I'll pass. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So no big time actress. Did you get the chance to smash some models, some music stars? I mean, I've done models. I did some girls that were from uh, uh, London that were real fashion models. They were nice. Um, I've been hit on by some female rappers, famous. You know, I could have I could have done one girl that was really still really famous and really good friends and she, she showed me love and opened her door like 
but I never went through it. I never pursued it, but she was famous. She's still famous. <laughs> oh, all but right, I can't man. drop a name. No, it's okay. I respect that. I respect the hustle and the game. I, I mean, I would love for you to drop a name, but I but I understand. I think the teases were enough. Maybe. I'm Maybe. sure someone out there is like, I I know who it is. I'll give you a hint. She uh she when the BET Awards or Soul Train Awards or anything that's more of like a black event, like she's the voice. She's the announcer. She's the one that kind of like, she's the MC. I put it like that. It's going to be up to y'all to figure that out. All but, right. I think I know who it yeah. is, and I'm going to ask you when we're done. <laughs> All right, man. Okay. Tell me something quirky about yourself that most people don't know. Something unique about Mr. Marcus. Something surprising. Um, You know, it's funny. I was thinking about something earlier today. This may not be... It's past tense, and it really don't really make a difference. But I remember I used to have a Jerry Curl. You know what Jerry Curl is, right? Yeah. I, yeah, Michael Jackson had one. And uh, I, I, I was, you know, I was having all these legal issues with cops. And I was one time, I was, they were, like, going to try to, they wanted to put me in jail. And I remember thinking, I don't want to go to jail because I go to jail. This is when I used to do this. You know, cut my hair. And I did not want my hair cut. Because it took so long to even get it just a a distance from my neck <laughs> to give me some kind of length, but that was that was weird. Because I was thinking about that this morning. I was thinking, well, that's a little known fact that you know I used to. I didn't want to go to jail because I didn't want to get my hair cut. Now they don't touch people's hairs. You know, now you come into jail and they just fucking let you do your thing. But um. I think quirky, uh, I could sit there and play Call of Duty all day. You know, I'm a, I'm a video game fanatic. Um, I've been hooked on Call of Duty. I need, to, I, need to, I need to divorce it for a little while and find a new game to play. But I love video games. You know, my first video game that I was ever addicted to was Atari. And then ColecoVision and Intellivision and IBM. And, you know, I, I had all those computers, Commodore 64. I had a, a Vetrix. Um, I had a. I saved up for the Vetrix actually, and then um, I, you know, PlayStation obviously came around. And I never looked back after that. But I'm a video. I love video games. I'm, I learned pretty quick, and I love I love to play them so much that my youngest kid she loves to play video games too. That's what's up. That's nice. So, listeners, party at Mr. Marcus' house. We're all going to play video games. Call of Duty. Call of Duty. Call of Duty. Yeah, man. I used to I used to collect um, Archie comic books. Like, I used to collect them like crazy. My mom reads them. Like, she'd buy, like, boxes. We'd, we'd have, like, boxes of Archie comic books. So, you know, I got a shitload of those. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of shit. I'm still, like, a kid at heart, to be honest with you. Yeah, man. Describe yourself in ten words or less. Um. Creative. Perseverant. 
um, uh, funny, sick humor, <laughs> um, knowledgeable, patient, horny, excessively horny, perverted, almost. And it's the last word, daddy. I'm 100% daddy. As we start wrapping things up, I have this list of uh, pop culture-oriented questions that are designed to allow the listeners and your fans out there to get to know some of your favorites. What are five of your most favorite television shows? Um, Lost, The Walking Dead... Twilight Zone, um, Popeye, Sailor Man, and it used to be Top Chef, but I don't know. I like cooking shows. Who are four of your all-time favorite music artists? Uh, Prince, Usher, uh, Janet Jackson and Jay-Z and Kanye bonus what are three of your most favorite films The Shining The Matrix and uh, I kind of like I like Star Wars no Pulp Fiction Pulp Fiction without a doubt Pulp Fiction what are two foods you can't live without? Um, that I won't live without? <laughs> Probably fried chicken and steaks. I love steaks. I'm a meat eater. And what is one of your guilty pleasures? Mm, drinking. <laughs> I like to drink. Give me a good rummy Coke, Cardi Coke. Mixed, you know, three parts for Cardi, one part Coke. That, that's a guilty pleasure that I, <laughs> that I truly enjoy. <laughs> Mr. Marcus is a happy man at that point. Yes, sir. Where do you see yourself in five years? Traveling. Um, probably getting my, my second kid into college. Running my business. Running Daddy Inc. Full time. Are there any performers out there that you feel as if you could pass the uh, quote-unquote baton to? If you were to 100% retire from performing... Well, honestly, I mean, they gotta, they, you know, after being, after going through what I've been through, I doubt it, you know? I keep thinking, who can handle something like this? Who can deal with something like this? And then still come back and, you know, command respect, you know, and love. And on, on that, on that level of, 
if I use that as a as a measure, I can't. I really, you know, I like Lexus EQ. I always, that guy got his own platform. You know, I, you look around and, um, you know, I always thought Justin Slayer was really good. I thought he had like he had the business and the likability and the know how, and he loved women and women loved him. Um, I don't really have a, a a lot of interaction with Prince. I know that he's been consistent, you know, so he's doing his thing. Um, maybe even, maybe even, um, Flash Brown, you know, he's, he's, he's coming to his own, you know, as a male performer. I, you know, there's, everyone has something different to bring to the table. And I guess whatever their strengths and weaknesses are, I think they got to just, it has to be, like I said, three parts positivity and you'd be able to handle the, you know, little bit of, of, of what am I trying to say here I don't have a pecan to pass I think if you know if, you, if anybody learns anything from my experiences and what I've been through then I think that's going to benefit them greatly and that can be anybody white black doesn't have to be anyone black it could be just anyone who's coming into the industry with some with uh, with a passion you know and can and can uh, and can shoulder the responsibilities as well as you know the benefits of being in this industry and th I, that could be anybody it doesn't necessarily have to be someone that's black what's next for Mr. Marcus what adult industry or mainstream projects can the listeners expect from you in the near future yeah I'm working on uh, I'm working on a mainstream project that's going to be produced by me and, and maybe the pilot the proof of concept will be produced and directed by me but I think the idea I'll own and be in partnership with some, some broadcasters and so that'll be consistent and that'll give me mainstream legs that'll give me a, a mainstream experience and then as far as adult goes I'm more interested in photography and, and then discovering new talent, maybe in some kind of management way. Um, and then the development of Mr. Marcus and Daddy Inc., those brands, you know, will I develop them better or I'll develop them differently, but, uh, but with a little bit more texture and consistency. And, but that's where I'm going to try to put a lot of my my ideas. A lot of my ideas are going to come and put underneath my own umbrella. And with the right funding and right partnerships in place, I'll be able to keep that consistent. So it's produce my own stuff, mainstream photography, and develop Daddy Inc. into something that's, that's, like I said, in five years, I could be running it full time. Sounds exciting. You've got a lot of uh, really interesting things coming up, so the fans should definitely stay tuned. And speaking of ways in which they can stay tuned, how can your fans reach you? Where can they find you on the web, social media, all of the goodies? Um, AKA Mr. Marcus on Twitter and AKA Mr. Marcus on Instagram and Snapchat. Sounds good, man. And of course, MrMarcus.com. Right. 
Well, Mr. Marcus, this does bring us to the end of our three-part exclusive interview here on Poppy Chulo Radio and one-on-one with Poppy Chulo. Is there anything that you would like to say to your fans and supporters that are tuning in right now? Um, you know, thanks for, thanks for encouraging and supporting, you know, all of my endeavors, you know, and there's always more to come. You know, and they are the reason why, you know, I was—I always see the light at the end of the tunnel. Very nice words, man. And certainly, I want to thank you so much, Mr. Marcus, for this three-part exclusive interview. I really appreciate it. Okay. No, thank you. You're welcome, man. And certainly, the door is open for more. Okay. I, um, I appreciate you taking the time to do this, man. I've always... So I, I always saw your uh, tweets about interviews and stuff, and I was wondering when I was going to get my shot. So thank you for giving it to me. You're welcome, man. I truly appreciate you coming on and, uh, you know, giving uh, not only myself but the listeners as well, you know, your story and uh, being very honest and candid about everything that you've gone through. So I truly appreciate it, Mr. Marcus. No problem, man. Thank you. You're welcome. And listeners, I also want to thank you for tuning in to One on One with Poppy Chulo. Tune in for brand new episodes of One on One with Poppy Chulo every Wednesday and Thursday at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. You can download this episode and many more by visiting poppychuloradio.com forward slash archives. Registered users will gain access to the Poppy Chulo Radio archives of previously aired broadcasts. And with that, Mr. Marcus and I would like to wish you and yours a wonderful night. Good night, listeners. night. Have a good night. Thanks for listening to One-on-One with Poppy Chulo. To contact us with any of your questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns, email us at contact at poppychuloradio.com or leave us a voicemail at 305-515-8620. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter by going to twitter.com slash poppychuloradio and like us on Facebook by visiting facebook.com slash poppychuloradio. Be sure to listen again next week as we continue to showcase exclusive interviews with some of the adult industry's most popular male performers. This is Ben Patrick Johnson saying good night and have a wonderful week. <laughs>